And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the bodacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll present a comedy episode of Life with a Luigi from 1952. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Ronald must correctly answer more true or false trivia questions about Madonna than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Ronald. Yes, we've got Ronald on the phone. Hi. Hi, Ronald. Hi, hi guys, how are you? It's great, how are you? I'm just fine, thank you. Terrific, right. we're glad you called in. You're calling from Georgia, so you're uh, uh, a hop and a skip away from Chicago here. Uh, I'm in trouble, he sounds, <laughs> sounds very, very smart. Well, uh, tonight, um, Carl, you'll be smart too, it's your birthday, okay. so uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, these are all true or false questions, we'll start with you, Ronald. So, here's your uh, your statement, actually. Madonna worked at Dunkin' Donuts while trying to make ends meet as a dancer in New York City. Is that true or false? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that's true. Hmm. Before I answer, I'm going to ask Ronald uh, I'm gonna ask Ronald a question. Ronald? Ronald? Yes, sir. Yes, what, sir. What's in the middle of a shebang donut? A hole. The whole shebang. You got it. <laughs> Good job. Um, so Ronald said true? He said true. Madonna worked I, at Dunkin' Donuts. I don't think she worked at Dunkin' Donuts. I'm going to say false. It is absolutely true. Oh, man. You know what's funny? When I wrote that question, I knew you'd think I'd change yeah, it because yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, it could have been anywhere. So I left it. Here's Ronald <laughs> and here's Carl. Um, so that is absolutely correct. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. And Dunkin' Donuts has their new pumpkin line out now, just mentioning for oh, all really? the uh, pumpkin fans out there. Okay. <laughs> all right, Carl. Yes. Madonna said that she suffers from arachnophobia, which is fear of spiders. Is that true or false? Well, arachnophobia is fear of spiders. Right. The question is... It, that, does she... That's right. Does she? Su- did she say, say that she suffers from false. arachnophobia? False. She's not afraid of anything. So false. Okay. I'm going to say that's false as well. It is false, but not because she's not afraid of anything. <laughs> um, she said she suffers from brontophobia. That's do dinosaurs? <laughs> like a brontosaurus. <laughs> She's afraid of dinosaurs. No, do either of you know what brontophobia is? No, of? I don't. No, no, no and I it's don't. not dinosaurs. It is thunder and lightning. Oh, really? So she is afraid oh. of things just like all thunder humans. Thunder and lightning? <laughs> she wow. is a human being. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she looks so tough. She doesn't seem like she'd be afraid of anything. Well, I look tough. Oh, no, you're a girly girl. You're such a girly girl. 
I'm not afraid of thunder and lightning. No. <laughs> it's actually kind of soothing at night. I know what uh, you are afraid of. What? Being a passenger in a car. Ronald, we carpool. Yeah, you should see this girl. That's true sometimes. Anytime <laughs> I'm like, you know, she's like, a car, look. Wait, 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 you well, because make it, he's, a, you he's make like a speed racer. No, I'm not. Going down the no, road. I'm not. Okay. Right. Ronald, Madonna yes. turned down her chance to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame after receiving a nomination in 1990. True or false? True. It is true. True. That is absolutely correct. You both have that one right. Mm-hmm. Great. Carl. Yes. Madonna designed her own clothing line for Banana Republic. Ah, was it Banana Republic? Would she make a clothing line for Banana Republic? I'm going to say false. Okay. True. It is false, oh. but she made it for H&M. So this is for Carl. Yes. Chris for Ronald. So aren't you guys tied We're now? tied, yeah. Okay, there's two more questions. Okay. So, uh, okay. Ronald, I'm counting on you. Mm-hmm. Ronald, yes. Madonna was offered the role of Buffy in the 1992 film Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me. Oh, my God. I know. I never um, said this was easy. False. I think false. it's true. I think she was. It's False. Thank oh, you very much. I made that up. For Ronald. Um, but I will Carl. tell you that she was offered the role of Catwoman in Batman Returns. Oh, really? But um, it that was false. Just completely made so, it up. So Ronald is up, up one. Yeah. And this is the final question. Mm-hmm. Okay, Carl. Yes. She won a Golden Globe for the movie Avida. What about her Golden Globes? I'm just going to start over and pretend what you didn't happened? say that. What did you say? So, say starting again. from the beginning, okay. Madonna won the Golden Globe yeah. for the movie Avida. True. True. True is right, and Ronald is the winner. He is the winner. <laughs> Here's some applause for you, Ronald. Great job, That buddy. is a great job. Oh, my gosh. Terrific job, Ronald. I'm going to send you a four-CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. How does that sound, my friend? That sounds great, sir. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. You're a great player. Thank you so much for calling in. Terrific player. Have a great night. When we come back, it's Life with Luigi, my mom's favorite radio show. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Sign up for our podcast, folks. You'll get the full five-hour Hollywood 360 show sent to your email every Monday. Because I know a lot of our radio stations don't carry the full five-hour show. We don't want you to miss any of the fun and the games and the classic radio shows. I mean, the classic radio shows alone, you're missing, you know... If you miss a couple of hours, you're missing some great radio shows, right? And even if you do get to hear some of the things, it's really nice to have a library and keep these forever. These yeah. links never expire. That's right. They never expire. So sign up for our podcast. And when you do, we now also send you Radio Rarities. And I know we've been talking about this. We're really excited about it. Last week on Radio Rarities, we played two quarter-hour episodes of a very scary and rare radio series called Stay Tuned for Terror that was written by Robert Block, who wrote Psycho. And um, very cool. And we have, uh, we never played these. We had played two other ones on the air one time, but these were just recently discovered and we played them on Radio Rarities. So um, yeah, you'll get the five-hour Hollywood 360 show 
and the Radio Rarities Half Hour program every week sent right to your email. Just go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com. Hollywood360radio.com is how you sign up for the podcast. Right, Lisa? Right. And what I was going to say with Radio Rarities, we really break it down and give you a whole lot of background information and, and research and insight into the show prior to hearing it. So it'll really mean something differently once you hear it after being educated that way. Yep. Carl Shadow writes it, does a great job, and Mike does an amazing job producing it. And we've been getting so many nice uh, comments and uh, emails about it. So, so glad everyone is enjoying Radio Rarities. It's part of the Hollywood 360 podcast. So subscribe today. All right. It's time for Life with Luigi, my mom's favorite radio show. My mom listens every single week to this program, and I know she's happy to know and to about to listen to Life with Luigi. This is a broadcast from March 4th, 1952. Um, of course, J. Carroll Nash played Luigi Basco. He was a newly naturalized American citizen that lived in Chicago, and he ran a... Um, a little antique shop, and he had a friend named Pasquale who owned a spaghetti palace. And, of course, Pasquale wanted Luigi to marry his overweight daughter, Rosa. That always happened in every episode. This is a broadcast from March 4th, 1952. Pasquale threatens to evict Luigi, so the little immigrant gets a job in a steel plant. Here's part one now of Life with Luigi. The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum invite you to enjoy life, Life with Luigi, a comedy show created by Cy Howard, directed by Mac Benoff, and starring a celebrated actor, Mr. J. Carroll Nash, with Alan Reed as Pasquale. The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum are glad to bring you Life with Luigi because they feel it's a friendly, good-natured show that offers you relaxation and enjoyment. And you know, Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum offers you relaxation and enjoyment, too. It's pleasant to chew on a smooth piece of Wrigley's Spearmint whether you're working, shopping, listening to your radio, or doing just about anything. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum tastes good, it's refreshing, and the good, easy chewing gives you comfort and satisfaction. Now, Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum brings you Luigi as he writes another letter describing his adventures in America to his Mama Basco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, <laughs> remember in the old country how we all thought there was gold in the streets in America? Well, it's not true. <laughs> Mama me, I'm here three years now, and the only goal I'm going to see is when a Pasquale is to put his teeth in a glass. <laughs> you see, right now in America, they got what's called inflation, which has uh, got to do with a dollar. To explain to you short, Mama Mia, inflation means money is a good, but a lamb chops is a better. <laughs> in America today, if you walk in a market with one dollar, even a potatoes is a laugh at you. <laughs> and the milk, Mama Mia, about the milk, 
If I was to bring Uncle Pietro's goat to America, she would get so rich she could give milk only on Mondays and sleep for late the rest of the week. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm happy with my antique business, and, and I make just enough money to keep the wolf away from the door. Uh-oh, I'm talking too quick. Here comes the wolf now. Luigi, my friend. <laughs> hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. Hello, Pascari. Luigi, you're looking fire, beautiful. In fact, I never saw you looking so good. Pasquale, something is wrong. Why? Because I say you look so good? When you grease me up like that, I know you're getting ready to put me in a pan. <laughs> no, Luigi, I really mean it. Today you look like a nice, fresh garden. Your cheeks are like two rosy apples. Your mouth is like a red cherries. Your eyes are like two black grapes. Luigi, your face looks such a nice, fresh garden. I feel like dumping a bag of vigor over your head. <laughs> Oh, Pascali, stop for you making me blush. <laughs> hey, why are, you, why are you suddenly so nice to me today, huh? Because I love you, little banana nose. <laughs> and I love you too, Pascali. <laughs> hey, Luigi, could you take the love you got for me and transfer it to my nearest living relative? <laughs> you mean a Russian? I don't mean ex Xavier Kugats. <laughs> Pasquale, I'm in America over three years and now all I'm going to keep here every day is a rush, a rush, a rush, and a more rush. I'm starting not to like it. You're right, Luigi. I'm going to change your name to Sam. <laughs> now, look, we all want something out of life, everybody. We all got our price. You tell me what do you want out of life, and I'm going to listen. All right, Pasquale. Well, I want the peace. And enough for money to eat, to pay my rent, to buy a few little things. In other words, Pasquale, I want everything you get free in this democratic country. That's fine. Rosa wants the same things. So why don't you two Democrats get married and have a little third time? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, little cabbage pussy? Well, maybe someday, Pasquale, but there is no rush. Sure, sure, there's no rush, Luigi. And, uh... Is there no hard feelings, huh, Pascal? No, no hard feelings, Luigi. That's a good. Now get ready to move out of the store tomorrow and leave the town for good. Leave it. Oh. I hate two-faced ungrates, Luigi. Oh. I'm going to once and for all a jekyll up your hide. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the biggest free has ever hit you, Luigi. Pasquale, your landlord, is getting ready to sell this whole building the next week to a furniture dealer by the name of Mr. Murphy. My... Hey, Pasquale, you gonna sell it the antique shop? That's all right. Murphy offered me $20,000 for this building, and I just decided to take it. Yeah, but Pasquale, if this Murphy buys the building, he's gonna throw me out. I'm gonna have no business, and I'm, I'm gonna starve to death. Luigi, you see this ear I'm pointing to? Yes, sir. That's my deaf ear. Now, if you want to get a quick action to talk into the right ear, that's the one I keep for listening to future son-in-laws. Well, Pasquale, I was... <laughs> Boy, I didn't hear a word you said. Well, all right. I'm going not to my night to school, Pasquale. I'm better say goodbye to all of my friends there. So long, Pasquale. So long. And a good riddance. I'm going to teach that pup squeak once and for all. You can lead a horse to water, but if you don't marry her, you're true with a Pasquale. <laughs> Yo, 
Alice Monitor, I'm back at school. No more sickness. Everything is born. Quiet class. I'll call the roll. Mr. Basco? Here. Mr. Howitt? Here. Mr. Olson? Here. Mr. Schultz? Last stop. Everybody off. <laughs> That's right. Laugh. Everybody smile. Be happy. Please, Mr. Schultz. Now, class, today I asked you to learn some new spelling words. So let's see how smart you are. Who will volunteer to spell the word insubordination? Well, who will volunteer? Uh, Mr. Schultz, if you're volunteering, just raise one hand, not two. Who's volunteering? I'm giving up. <laughs> oh, come now, class. Won't somebody try? Insubordination. Remember what I once told you. If a word seems too difficult, try breaking it up. That word you can't break up. You've got to smash it to pieces. <laughs> Mr. Schultz, since you insist on talking out of turn, we'll let you spell the word. All right. W-O-R-T, what? I meant insubordination. Well, I try. Insubordination. The uh, I-N-S-U-B-O-R-D-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. Well, that's very good, Mr. Schultz. To tell the truth, it was a lucky guess. <laughs> Don't be so modest. Uh, now, Mr. Basco. No, ma huh? Uh, wake up, Mr. Basco. Spell the word receive, please. Receive? Oh, come now. What is this spelling rule involved in that word? Uh, Mr. Olson, you tell him. I would be happy to. <laughs> in such words, the general rule is I before E except after C. Now, I could give a few dozen exceptions to the rule, Miss Spalding, or uh, do you think that may confuse them? Olson, I get for shimmer just the listening to you. <laughs> Quiet, please. Uh, Mr. Basco, now that you've heard the rule, spell the word receive. All right. Arr, 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 arr. Emily sounds just like a poopy dog. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Schultz, Mr. Basco, you're not even trying. The correct spelling is R-E-C-E-I-V-E. Do you know the word now? Yeah, this, the word is mercy. Miss Baldwin, something's wrong with Luigi. Why, what's the matter, Mr. Basco? A headache? No, no, it's a, it's a Pasquale. He's, he's going to sell a whole building with the antique shop to, to some furniture man, Mr. Mr. Murphy. Ah, Jiminy, that Pasquale is just an unmitigated 14-carat yerk. <laughs> Pasco, why is he doing this, do you know? Russia. I thought so. That Pasquale has got a real single-track mind. Yeah, and he's going to keep on having that single-track mind till he marries off his caboose. <laughs> Mr. Basco, you do have a serious problem. I wish there was some way I could help you. Ah, smile, Luigi. You got nothing to worry about. You just go into another business, that's all. Yeah, but like, like, like what, the Schultz? Well, you could be a butcher. You got a nice fat tongue. <laughs> Cheer up, Luigi. Well, there's the dismissal bell. Mr. Basco, would you mind staying after class? Perhaps I can help you with your problem. All right, then. And thank you, Miss Spalding. Uh, uh, good night, Luigi. And if there's anything I can do, please call on me. Me too, Luigi. Count on me for anything. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks, Arsene Horowitz. That's good. And any vast comes to vast, Luigi, you could always work with me in my delicatessen. Sure, you, you could stand and watch my cash register. I don't trust myself lately. <laughs> Come on, Luigi, smile. Be like me. Always happy. Always laughing. <laughs> ooh, ooh, my rheumatism is killing me. <laughs> Mr. Basco, you should be heartened at the way your classmates were so eager to help you out. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciated very much, Miss Spalding, but, but for me, it's too big a problem. 
When I'm a loser and take a shop, what, what am I going to do for a living? Mr. Basco, you're in America now. You can be anything you want to be and do anything you want to do. Yeah, but, but where am I going to go to find another business? Well, I've been thinking, Mr. Basco. I know a man who might be able to find you some other business. His name is Duffy Lane, and he's a business broker. Well, what am I going to need a hammer for? My business is already broke. <laughs> No, you don't understand. A business broker is a man who can offer you a large variety of businesses, and you can make your selection. Oh, well, that sounds good, Miss Spalding. Hey, you're giving me big hope. You must learn to have more confidence in yourself, Mr. Basco. Whenever you feel discouraged, I want you to repeat to yourself these lines from a famous poem. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Mamma mia, I'm feeling better already. There, you see. Miss Spalding, I'm going to see this business broker, Mr. Lane. I'm going to find a new business. And if that's no good, I'm going to try, try, and try again. That's the American way, Lisa. Try it, try again. You know, you got to try it, try again. Are you making right? fun of him? <laughs> no, I'm Italian. I can do that. Yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, I'll tell you, Life with Luigi, so funny. Uh, J. Carol Nash was just tremendous in this role. It was kind of a role he became, you know, famous uh, playing. He was an actor. He was in a lot of movies and things, too. But he not only played this role on radio, but they did transition this um radio show to television in 1952 so he played it on tv as well we're listening to life with luigi march 4th 1952 j carol nash uh, also you probably recognize the voice of alan reed as pasquale alan reed of course was fred flintstone yabba dabba do the best all right we'll get back to all of this in just a few stick around Hi, Carl Amari here to tell you about Good Old Days, the magazine that remembers the best of times. Published six times per year, each big, full-color issue of Good Old Days magazine features dozens of nostalgic personal stories and recollections, vintage photos that take you back to cherished times, old-fashioned home cooking, original illustrations, quizzes, vintage advertisements for products from days gone by, and much more. For a limited time, you can save 75% off the cover price of Good Old Days magazine. Magazine. Plus, receive a free gift. Log on to Hollywood360radio.com and click the Good Old Days banner to learn more. And be sure to read my column called Good Old Days on the Radio and digitally download a free classic radio show tied to my story with each issue. I know you're going to love Good Old Days magazine, so give it a try. Visit Hollywood360radio.com and click the Good Old Days banner for your free gift offer and ways to subscribe at an incredible discount. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Don't forget, we have a club, and it is a great club. It's called the Classic Radio Club, and you get a ton of stuff when you join the Classic Radio Club, folks. I mean, if you like these radio shows, The Shadow and Jack Benny and Life with Luigi, Suspense, The Whistler, Boston Blackie, Every single month, you're sent a five-CD set with ten classic radio shows. If you don't want CDs, you can get a digital download. Of course, that's less expensive to just get digital downloads. But you get a great booklet that has history on those ten shows, photos of the stars, and then you get the podcast of Hollywood 360, 
each and every week. You also get the radio rarities. I mean, we give you the whole enchilada when you are a classic radio club member. And I got to tell you, we have had classic radio. We've been doing this about four years now, right? Four or five years now. You mean now. the classic radio? We've been doing club. This. Yeah, the, the club. club. Right. And we still, I still have members from the first month that we started this. So every single month, these members get the five CDs. And I cannot thank you enough. I mean, that support is so important to the show. It helps pay for everything. I mean, this isn't free to do what we do. And being a club member really, really helps pay for everything that we do and licensing of the shows and paying the rights holders and broadcasting the show. So thank you if you're a Classic Radio Club member or a podcast supporter. Um, But we want to give those club members everything. They get the 10 shows every month. They get the podcast. They get radio rarities. And it's very inexpensive. To learn all about being a Classic Radio Club member, go to our website, which is ClassicRadioClub.com. ClassicRadioClub.com. And I did the math. You know, I'm pretty I bet good. You with, did. <laughs> I'm pretty good with math, Lisa. Yes, you are. I People know. get. Are you ready for this? Yes. If you're a club member, yes. Thirty-four classic radio shows every month, and you want to know how that breaks down? You get ten in the classic radio club. Right. You get twenty a month from the Hollywood 360 show, and another right. four on Radio Rarities because right. you get one a week. Right. So it's thirty. For classic, so that's more than one a day. You can, it is, and what a great way to build your library. So yeah. you could turn into Carl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the quality is always great. Yeah, just amazing quality because we get these shows directly from the master source and the people that produce them. They're heirs a lot of times, or the networks. We do license these from the network CBS and NBC. So anyway. Join the club. You'll love it, and you'll be supporting this show, and we can't thank you enough for that. ClassicRadioClub.com. We're listening to Life with Luigi, March 4th, 1952. Here's the conclusion. Hello, Pasquale. Yes. <laughs> hey, Pascali, I am the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. Well, what do you know? Mr. Shrimp Boats, a 1952. <laughs> <laughs> for a fellow who's about to lose his business and be kicked out in the street, you sound pretty happy. Well, why not, Pascali? I'm got a big confidence in myself, Pascali. I'm the captain of my... All right, all right, Captain. Stop. You're getting me seasick. <laughs> Come on, Luigi. Get a sense of... Marry Rosa before it's too late. Pasquale, I'm the master of my faith, not the fact. <laughs> Jesse, you want to know more here? Look at this card. Well, let me see. Duffy right Lane, business broker, Austin, 46557. That's right. I'm just had a talk with him, and he's going to find me a new business. You had a talk with him, he's going to find you a new business, That's eh? That's right. Like what? The selling popsicles at the Eskimos? Maybe you're going to go in a vegetable business, renting out of your cabbage head to the housewives, eh? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Pascal. Make a fun, but now I'm no more afraid of you. I'm the master of my faith. I'm the captain of my soul. Well, watch out or you don't get a shipwreck. I wonder if he's going on a shipbuilding business. Anyway, I better put a stop to this before my little pigeon flies out of the coop. Let me see that broker's card. Hello? Hello? That's the Duffy Lane, a business broker? 
Hey, good. I'm a very good friend of a new customer of yours, Luigi Bosco. I'm surprised that you promised him you're going to find him a new business. Well, you see, he's had ten different businesses in the last three years, always a fall apart. Why? I'm glad you asked me that. It's because of his hobby. Eh? What's his hobby? <laughs> Raising the termites. <laughs> Let's turn to page two of Luigi Basco's letter to his mother in Italy. Well, Mamma Mia, I'm a candidate of good news because something bad is happening. I don't know why, but when I went to see my business broker, he's a push me out to lock the door and a spray me with the DDT. <laughs> <laughs> and if he chased me away, he says he's no one to see me, but worst part of all. Mr. Murphy, the furniture manager, coming to buy this building tonight, and, and I'm going to be thrown out of here, too. Everything is a look black till the Schultz is walking. Luigi, my fellow Cooper. Ah, look at that long puss. Schultz, Pasquale, <laughs> he's, he's chasing me out tonight. So much. Smile, Luigi. Remember what they say in the clothing business. Behind every gray suit, there's a silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but Schultz... Well, you know how bad I'm feel about the losing the antique business? Well, well, is, is it just impossible to smile? Ah, papi, cockle. Luigi, sometimes we got to smile to keep from crying. Yeah, but sure, so what am I going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm all mixed up. Well, Luigi, the way I see it, you got two choices. One, you could borrow money for a while. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to borrow money. And nothing is ever going to make me borrow money. What's the number two choice? Mary Rosa. Oh. Sure, you know where I'm going to buy a hundred dollars? Luigi, there is a third choice. You could find yourself a job. Job? Sure. You know, that thing people do in their spare time between nine and five just to keep alive? <laughs> Wait, Luigi, into my head an idea just pooped. <laughs> well, what, what? One of my best customers, Mrs. Charlie Carr, is the wife of the personnel manager of the Etna Steel plant. I'm going to talk to Mrs. Carr right away, and in one hour, you've got to get a job. Yeah, but sure, so how you know Mrs. Carr is going to try? Listen, a woman's got to be nice to two men in her life, her husband and her butcher. If Mrs. Carr dares to refuse me, the next time she orders Wiener schnitzels, she gets less Wiener and more schnitzels. <laughs> Mommy, what, what a big factory. Etna Steel Plant. Oh, Americans are they very smart. Who else could have figured out how to get a bigger things like a steel from a little things like a plant? Well, it's no surprise. Any country that can have figured out how to push the salmon in the can without opening it up, it can do anything. <laughs> Mommy, I'm, I'm, I'm getting nervous. I wish you could have been with me, Mamma Mia, like, like when you was, it took me to school for the first time. Remember, Mamma? Well, well, be brave, Luigi. You're the master of your fate, the captain of your soul. Oh, 
Well, Mr. Basco, I'm sure we can find a place for you in our plan. All right, thank you, thank you, Mr. Fasanella Manager. <laughs> Here's a little present I'm brought to you from, from Mr. Schultz. Oh, thank you. Hmm, must be about 20 frankfurters in this bag. No, it's, a, it's a 18 because uh, I'm a had a lunch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just put them in my desk, one of the cold drawers. Now then, let me fill out a card for you. Uh, your name? Hello, Luigi Basco. Address? 21 and Otto Hollister Street. Zone? Safety. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right outside of my side is a safety zone. Oh. <laughs> well, we can fill the rest in later. Now, yes. Mr. Basco, Ethna Steele would like to fit you into the job you're best suited for. Uh, now, what have you had the most experience in? Most experience mm -hmm. I've had in antiques. Well, Mr. Basco, when you're not around antiques, what do you do? I'm like to sit and read. Good, good. And what do you read about? Antiques. <laughs> Mr. Pascal, the type of work we offer is arc welding, spot welding, high-pressure metal plating, operating a drill press, and handling a Bessemer-type foundry. Ever do any work with your hands? Oh, sure. What? In Italy, I'm a milk at the cow. <laughs> is that all you did? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm also milk at the goat. Oh, is, Mr. Passanella is, is, is nice in Italy. I milk the cow, I milk the goat. I'm going to feed the pigs and, and take care of the little chickens. <laughs> you know, I've got one favorite chicken. Her name is Josephine. And you're not going to believe this, but she's used to lay ten eggs in one day. Ten eggs? Yeah, yeah, I'm used to sing her little song. La, 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 la. And every time she's a hearing thing, she's a drop everything. <laughs> oh, uh... oh, well, for sure, in a big place like this, must have at least one cow. We have a Coke machine. <laughs> we have a Coke machine. Well, mommy, how do you squeeze the cow in that? <laughs> well, Mr. Basco, fortunately, we have a lot of war contract work, and we do need help. I'll sure. give you a note to one of our foremen. He'll put you somewhere. Oh, thank you, Mr. Cannon. Thank you so much. I'm going to plant so much steel, you're going to be very proud uh... of me. <laughs> Fasco. Gotta be careful around those swinging cranes. Well, Maria, there's a plenty hot in here, huh, Mr. Foreman? Well, what'd you expect? That Bessemer furnace over there throws three tons of white-hot coal into that burning cauldron, out of which pours thousands of tons of molten steel, and this is pressured to 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Think you can handle it, Pasco? Please, where do you keep the cow? <laughs> what? Look, do you think you can handle that Bessemer furnace? Well, I don't know. You think I can? It's easy. Just don't get too close or it's curtains for you. Lisa, maybe you put me in a curtain apartment now. <laughs> Come here, Basco. I want to show you the next step. That red-hot steel you see over there is cooled down from 5,000 degrees to 40 below zero by the super-cooling action of 500 icy drafts blowing jets of freezing air up and down. Mamma mia, that reminds me. What? I'm a forgot to defrost my icebox. <laughs> and now over here is the end product of the whole operation. We call it pig iron. Pig iron? I'm a know that cows give a milk, but it's the first time I've found out that the pigs give iron. <laughs> Let's 
Briscoe, you might have to handle some of these machines pretty soon, so listen to what I tell you. Yeah, yeah, sir, yes, sir. Now, this here is a four-ton jig press. Uh-huh. These here are turret lathes. Uh-huh. Those are nut and bolt forges, and that over there is a combination Clyde binder and Latina pusher. Uh-huh. Think you can learn to handle them? You sure there's no cow in the factory? <laughs> no. Now, come on with me. I'll turn you over to the superintendent. Superintendent, mamma mia, I'm going down. He's just turning me over to the janitor. <laughs> Get on the ball. Hey, Basco, move. We got to get started. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. What am I do first? Punch that time clock. Huh? You hear me? Punch the time clock. But it's an hit to me. <laughs> I'll punch it for you. All right. Now stand over here. You're going to operate this drill press. Ever handle a press before? No, I'm never what can I tell a shop. <laughs> oh, what kind of men are they sending down these days? Look, this drill press punches 300 holes every hour, you see? You just slip this metal sheet in the press like this. Go ahead, do it. All right, the push me in the shirt. All right. Okay, now tighten the bolt. Yeah. Come on, stupid. Right. Now step on this button and hold tight. All right, Fasco. Get up off that floor. All right. Now step on it. Get to work. All right, men, don't stand around and watch. Let's go. That's a lunch whistle, Basco. Okay, boys, take 30. Hey, Basco, what are you doing so close to that blast furnace? What? What are you doing so close to that blast furnace? Oh, I'm just going to toast a little bit of bread. Get away from there. Okay, boys, get back on the job. Let's go. Please, I'm not even to make a little sandwich. Mamma mia, I'm not going to do this. I'm all mixed up. Look out, Vasco. Watch out for that swinging crane. Run for it. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to run for it, and I'm not going to stop it, and I'm going to be Hello, Pasquale. Ah, is that you, Luigi? Face all scratched up, overalls all torn and black, a hair standing on edge. What'd you do, stick your head in an electrical fan? Pasquale, it's a long story. I'm, I'm, I had a job of making iron the pigs. What? First, I'm, I'm, I'm almost cooked by hot furnace, then I'm pushed into the freezer, almost the freezer to death, the noises are hitting me, and I had all the time, like a thousand hammers, I'm, I'm almost falling a drill, pressing and get killed four times. Now I know why it's called the graveyard the shift. <laughs> so the little pop squeak is a try to be a worker, man, eh? Tell me, my big wager, how much money you make it today, eh? I don't know. First, they take out a social security, state the tax income, a tax, unemployment insurance, accident insurance, a union, a dozen. 
I think I owe them a ten cents. <laughs> oh, what a big boob I'm looking at. What a big stupid greenhorn boob. Must go ahead, be careful of what you call me. I'm protected by John L. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Very brave before a little man was just about to be kicked out on the street. Miss Quali? Yes, Luigi. I'm gonna marry Russian. <laughs> I'm gonna give up. Luigi. You said it. You said the words I want to hear. <laughs> now you can be a good captain. You marry my ship. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, Luigi. I'm gonna call you to the blush and a bride. Rosa! 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 You call me Father! <laughs> yes, my little ride, Crisp. Rosa, say hello to Luigi. <laughs> hello, Luigi! Hello, Rosa. Well, Luigi. Now you decide to be my son-in-law, you've got nothing to worry about. I'm going to make a lot of money selling this house, and you're going to live off for the profits. I'm looking for... Oh, uh, there you are, Mr. Pasquale. Oh, hello, Mr. Murphy. You coming to close the deal for the furniture store, eh? No, the deal is off, Mr. Pasquale. Off? Why? What's happened? I saw my business broker, Mr. Lane, today, and he told me someone gave him a tip over the telephone that this building is unsafe. I'm safe. That's right. It's got termites. I'm sorry, Mr. Hey, wait, Mr. Murphy. I'm the one who called up. I'm a big liar. Mr. Murphy. Yes, Mr. Murphy. Sign what? Hey, so you told my I'm a got a termites. Luigi, you heard what I told him, Murphy. I'm a big liar. Don't believe me. Luigi, where you going? You promised to marry Rosa. Don't believe me, Pasquale. I'm a big liar, too. <laughs> The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum invite you to be sure to listen next week at this time when Luigi Basco writes another letter to his mama Basco in Italy. Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production. Pat Burton is associate producer. The script is written by Mac Benoff and Lou Derman and directed by Mr. Benoff. J. Carroll Nash is starred as Luigi Basco with Alan Reed as Pasquale, Jody Gilbert as Rosa, Mary Ship as Miss Spalding, Joe Forte as Horowitz, and Ken Peters as Olsen. The music is under the direction of Lud Gluskin. This is Charles Lyon. This is the CBS Radio Network. That is Life with Luigi. March 4th, 1952 is the original broadcast date, and Luigi works in a steel plant. Uh, J. Carol Nash as Luigi Basco, Alan Reed as Pasquale, and you heard Jody Gilbert there as Rosa. I hope you enjoyed that, and I know my mom did. My mom loves Life with Luigi. It was sponsored by Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum. It's heard on CBS. Did you like that, Lisa? I did, Carl. It's a lot of fun. You know, that was a very funny series. It, it really, really was. All right, it's time for this month in music history. And we're going back to 1971 with songs I think Carl will like. Let's hear this one. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like Tom to Jones. Take to Delilah. 
this Delilah? <laughs> oh, no, she's a lady. She's, she's a, a lady. lady. Yeah, she's a lady. Uh, this is She's a Lady. It was written by Paul Anka. She's a lady. But this is Tom Jones' version. Whoa, whoa, she's a lady. Talking about she's a lady. The lady is mine. So this is Tom Jones's highest charting single to date. More than Delilah. This is that's what it is. It's his highest charting single in the U.S. to date. Delilah was his number one. This is the one, and I actually saw him sing this in Las Vegas. Wow, very memorable. Wow. I used to watch with my mom and dad and my sisters and brother. We used to watch the Tom Jones Hour. Remember yes, that? I do remember and that. He would he would dance and sing and take, take his off shirt. his shirt off and swing it around. And he would he would like soak and his sweat. sweat. Yes, with with his handkerchief and yes, throw it and into the audience. It, and the girls went crazy. They went crazy for his sweaty. Yeah. You know, can't say that I would appreciate that. I but. don't think that that would happen in this COVID, you know, I don't uh, think pandemic so. time. You know, I don't think it should ever be. But okay. But he is Tom Jones. But he is I mean, very talented. You know, he's Tom Jones. Sure. And I remember we used to watch it. and We never missed it. No, I mean, it was great. He was, you know, he had a lot of sex appeal and a lot of talent. You know, it was well. the other show that we never missed. Sunny and Cher. We never missed Sonny and Cher, and we never missed uh, the Gold Diggers, you know, with Dean Martin and the Gold Diggers. I that was another one. I, oh, that man. wasn't done. Never You're a little older it. than I am. Never <laughs> missed it. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Sure. When we come back, it's uh, more of Hollywood 360. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, it's a true crime western episode of Tales of the Texas Rangers. But first, we'll need a Hollywood 360 listener contestant to play Name That Tune. Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. It's all Madonna songs. So if you are a fan, you can give us a call at 312-642-642. 5600. We're looking for caller number 11. Pray tell, what was that number again? 312 642 5600. You can be on the air, play the game. You're a winner no matter what. We'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors from fitness, your health and wellness journeys. How to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs> 